history in five songs with host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We're pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network. There's some really cool news happening kind of right now. You may have heard about it anyways. Uh, check it out. Go to the main page. You'll see what I'm talking about. Um, we are available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right. Um, we are up to episode 215. I'm calling this Song Title Non-Starters. Now, this is an interesting one. I have a feeling I'm just going to be blabbing away and I'm going to run out of time because there's so much sort of to talk about here. Uh, even though, even though, this is a follow-up and kind of similar to episode 190, which I called Bad Song Title Bands. But as I go through the notes of that episode thinking, oh man, I hope I'm not talking about the same stuff or researching the same stuff and all of a sudden I've got a show that's half done. Uh, no, uh, this is actually going to be quite different from that. Um, that was more about bands. Uh, it was looking at things like, uh, you know, uh, the angel effect where I, you know, I... I I wrote this angel book and I realized, boy, they have some sort of boring song titles that don't really uh, help out this band sort of thing. Um, yeah, we talked about punctuation and Van Halen and status quo having kind of the same problem. So so this is actually, um, it's a bit of a follow-up episode, but it's actually a little different. I've got a deeper point to make once we get to track five as well. Um, but yeah, so just to give you a little more about what this is going to be about. So song title non-starters. So there's there's a little bit of the idea with some of these uh, that um, well okay so so the deeper point I won't get too much into it but the idea is that um, these are songs the the other the other title I was gonna have is like songs handcuffed by their titles or songs hampered by their titles or red flag song titles um, so this so these are song titles. Um, that don't do the the song any any favor sort of thing. That's going to be the deeper point. Uh, some of these are are going to show the flip of that, and we're going to go into the idea of uh, of looking at albums, and, you know, as a kid and risking and looking at those song titles and what sort of messages they send out. So yeah, we're going to be a little all over the place. I've got it roughly into categories. Um, you know, another another way of looking at this is that the negative uh, examples that we're going to cite are. Songs that put you in a bad mood or songs that annoy you or or put you on the back foot already even before you hear the song. That's kind of the idea. Um, so, yeah, so let's uh, let's see. What was this note about not saying these songs? Yeah, so, yeah, the point uh, also is that, um, you know, as, as we'll go along, you'll notice that sometimes... Um, Sometimes the song title is really bad and the song turns out to be really good and sometimes you you know your your suspicions your wariness is confirmed so it's it's not a direct link that um that these bad song titles end up having great songs. Uh, having said that, um, let's play our first selection here and I'll explain why I picked this one. This is Gun with Race with the Devil.
Okay, so <laughs> the point is, this is actually a good song title, and um, and the idea was I didn't want to pick. I didn't want to pick a bad song title that turned out good. Actually, I could have done that. You know, something something cool along that lines would have been something like Ram Jam, Just Like Me. Uh, I've got the Ram Jam album here because I, I wanted to cite some examples here when it when it comes to this idea of walking into the record store and risking on a band uh, and then checking the song titles and using the song title to, to sort of figure out um, what you were going to think. So, so yeah, it's interesting. I, I went with, um, so I went with Gun Race with the Devil. So what we have here is a really good song title on an album that turned out to be not that heavy. The Gervis Brothers. I love those guys. The, you know, Gervis Baker band, all that stuff. They had some really good stuff. Um, Adrian Gervitz and, and Paul Gervitz Gun. Uh, they only had the two albums. This is March 1969. Then they had Gunsight, which was mellower even, uh, December 1969. But the point here is that you've got um, a great song title and the rest of it, you know, the album didn't turn out very heavy. An interesting thing about this one as well is Judas Priest covered this song. It, it wasn't an official song on any album, but uh, and it's kind of a heavy song. It's got a twin lead in it uh, or, a, you know, a lead idea that that it's it's shuffly as well. It's a little bit your idea heapy and kind of heavy um but yeah so the flip side of this would have been something like um ram jam just like me so you look at the ram jam titles now this is a funny one so when it comes to risking on an album um this is an album that threw up so many red flags turned out to be super heavy um but threw up a lot of red flags that um that weren't helped, uh, you know, the picture of the band, the song titles that weren't that great. But I remember looking at this and thinking Gone Wild, Pretty Poison, we're off to a great start. It's got Hurricane Ride, which sounds amazing. But the, all the rest of the songs um, have that red flagness, which as a kid um, that, that we're showing you, like these songs were just not flashy sounding enough or violent sounding enough to turn out heavy, right? So you had The Kid Next Door, Want to Find Love, Just Like Me, Saturday Night, uh, runway runaway is not bad please 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 me um that's another annoying thing that puts you on a back foot having having a parentheses i've got some other examples of that later on by the way i want to thank william walker as well he came up with some good examples and and also some uh some some uh, reinforcement of my concepts and new concepts that i'll mention uh later on but yes thank you to william so yeah to finish off point one here um i wanted to mention um you know, just some actual literal examples of, of risks, going in on a risk. Now, I remember going to Spokane and getting Rail Arrival. Remember, these guys won a MTV contest as, you know, promising new band or whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, you look at the back cover of the Rail album and the songs are Hello, Yes I Am, Cheater, Backseat Lovers, Gangbusters, Make Me, Bandits, Sirens, Seasons of Change. So you look at this and you go, ah, there's a really good chance this isn't very good. It's a little cheesy. It's a little 70s. Uh, you don't get a lot of good song titles on that. Um, I remember, so I'm, I'm giving you the authentic goods here. So I remember going in and seeing Riot Rock City. Um, probably used, I believe. I'm probably looking at my copy that I bought right here. Um, but yeah, it's got the crazy album cover with, uh, you know, the seal and it's got an explosion in the background. It's called Rock City. It looks pretty heavy. The band is called Riot. You turn it over. They don't look that heavy. It's, it's a bunch of guys just standing there. But again, I remember looking at these song titles, Desperation, Warrior, Rock City, Overdrive. So thinking side one, this sounded pretty heavy. Then we get Angel. You know, you don't, you never want a band uh, with a, a song called Angel. Tokyo Rose, Heart of Fire, Gypsy Queen. This is what I get. So side two does not sound very heavy. 
took it home and it turned out to be fairly heavy like a, a pretty good album and then they turned out really promising another one of my uh, usual kicking posts is uh reo speedwagon uh you know i always talk about how um you know you get this band and they look heavy and i remember seeing this live album uh you get what you play for ridiculous title uh but yeah you look at their titles and this should be a red flag that this wasn't going to be heavy like you do lay me down any kind of love being kind and in brackets can hurt someone sometimes oh keep on pushing here we got some parentheses again only a summer love ridiculous right son of a poor man more parentheses, I believe our time is going to come. Flying Turkey, Gary's Guitar Solo, 157 Riverside Ad, Riding the Storm Out, Music Man, Little Queenie, Golden Country. Literally one song on here sounds heavy, Riding the Storm Out, right? So that should have been the clue. Uh, and I remember also thinking, ah, oh, should try these guys again. Boy, that's a pretty heavy looking cover on Nine Lives. Heavy on Your Love turned out to actually be kind of heavy. But yeah, all these song titles are not there. Um, and I had one more here. Um, this isn't uh, as authentic because I don't remember risking on this as a kid, but I've got my copy um, my copy of, uh, of Black Sheep, uh, Encouraging Words, signed by Lou Graham and or Louis Grammatico and uh, Donald Mancuso. But I look at these song titles, Halfway Home, Encouraging Words, To Whom It May Concern, No Worry, No Pain, When It All Makes Sense, The Change, All I Am, Shauna, Chain on Me. Nothing at all on there is is talking about heaviness um and just to sort of uh finish up here well yeah okay blood rock uh blood rock Two, lucky in the morning cheater sable and pearl fallen children's heritage dire not a lover doa fancy space odyssey so even doa just and that's a creepy cool really cool song about a, a plane crash right um but uh, but even that's enough to make you think this blood rock album is heavy. And I remember, um, you know, I'll, I'll just I'll just mention a few other things here. So red flags, song title, non non starters, fitting the theme. I remember as a kid, if you saw blues in a title, if you saw boogie in a title, if you saw shuffle in a title, chances are it's gonna suck. Um, you know, lots of small, boring words with love, a lot of eyes and thes and as, and you know, again parentheses meant you're probably gonna get a ballad. Do any of you guys remember, we used to do this too. This is analogous to that, but it's more of a visual of the same thing. Um, do you remember, at, at least with used records, you would pull the record out and look at the record, and if the if the grooves were kind of like lighter gray or white, so to speak, versus, versus dark and black, um, you knew it was, uh, that was the loud and the heavy stuff. And anytime you saw, you know, pretty, pretty clear, shiny black, uh, grooves, you know, darker grooves, you knew that that was a ballad, right? Um, now, that, that was always correct, except, you know, sometimes the white stuff wouldn't be heavy metal. Um, you know, sometimes it would just be louder stuff of another sort. But you could you could go that second step and you realize that um, if it wasn't alternating a lot, if there weren't a lot of... Um, you know, mellow, because you could spot a mellow intro a mile away, right? And and then mellow parts and mellow heavy, mellow heavy. Um, you knew that was a problem. But if you actually saw a lot of white stuff sort of all in a row, you knew it was a simple song that got going right away and chances are it could have been heavy. So that happened as well. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, yeah, um, you know, other red flags are, are when, uh, when you know, the song titles are too sort of hippie-ish sounding. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Black Oak, Arkansas kind of fit this as well. You know, I think of, uh, you know, you were always right more or less with, um, 
Well, not always right, but, you know, you think of Thin Lizzy, Still in Love with You, Ballad, but then you've got Got to Give It Up. Turns out to be a super heavy song, so that's kind of cool. Um, you got all the Scorpions, uh, you know, and Zeppelin, Since I've Been Loving You, uh, you know, Still in Love with You, Kiss, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, other things that would be a red flag that you knew you weren't going to get a good song was uh, like things like Bonzo's Montreux or Buck's Boogie. Anytime you got... Uh, you know the name of a of a guy in it. You know, you know, chances are it's going to be an instrumental. Uh, and and even songs would literally put in the word instrumental in them as well. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's sort of to start off the theme here. Let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report. And you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Okay, back again here, History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, episode 215, song title non-starters. Let's take a listen to our second track here and we shall discuss. This is Sabotage with Twisted Little Sister.
Okay, so again, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going against the theme of giving you bad song titles, but I wanted to make the point uh, or, or double down on the point that as time moved on, um, there were these situations where, um, you know, this is kind of like the opposite of red of the red flag of the non-starter. This is where you realized you were onto something. And I know I've mentioned this before, but I wanted to pick another absolutely, truly authentic Risk album. And I remember walking into the store. I could see myself, the whole layout of the store, uh, getting Sabotage Sirens, seeing that there, the way it's sort of in the American section and not in the imports. You know, that was that was a different thing as well. Um but it was it was an indie, um, you know, it's the blue cover with the ship on it, so you can't tell how heavy this is. Sabotage, kind of a weird word, don't know how heavy that is. Sirens could go either way. Um, but I remember flipping it over and looking, you know, no pictures of the band, so you didn't know what was going on there. Um, but you look at these song titles, you had Sirens, Holocaust, I Believe, and Rage. So you had three out of four, sounded totally heavy. Uh, on the Run, Twisted Little Sister, Living for the Night, Scream Murder, and Out in, out on the Streets. Little up and down there, you don't know, little 70s sounding. But I remember thinking that this song title, Twisted Little Sister, uh, meant that they knew who Twisted Sister was. Um, or that's what I thought at the time. That was my process and the thought, okay, they're sending a message out that this is a heavy metal album because they are paying tribute to Twisted Sister. Um, so I, I, that literally made me buy this album and it turned out, uh, to be super, super heavy. Um, so yeah, so in terms of this opposite of red flags thing, I've talked about this before, this idea that the new wave of British heavy metal was the first time you really started seeing bands telegraph this. Uh, you know, as I, as I said, the visual about the vinyl, well, another visual in the seventies was that all the bands, you know, I've, I've said this, you know, Black Sabbath on the cover of Sabotage looks like the Eagles, right? All the bands kind of looked the same. There was no heavy metal uh, uniform. Um, so the song titles did kind of the same thing. The same thing happened in the new wave of British heavy metal. Um, but an interesting point I wanted to make is at the, as the new wave of British heavy metal just got going, you still had the vestiges of the old 70s way of, of putting together song titles. So the song titles at the very beginning of the new wave of British heavy metal were not as flashy as they were even two years or three years later. And Iron Maiden is a good example of that. Um, but I just wanted to mention, so on the first Iron Maiden album, you have songs called Remember Tomorrow, Running Free, Strange World, Charlotte the Harlot, uh, and even Sanctuary. I mean, all of those are not particularly heavy metal sounding. Um, you did have Prowler, you did have Phantom of the Opera, you did have Transylvania, and you had Iron Maiden. So you you got a mix, right? Um, so so as as things are kicking off, um, bands are still thinking a little bit in the seventies, and then after a while, as heavy metal gets more codified and codified and codified, um, you know you you pretty much got heavy metal flashy song titles. They didn't waste their time anymore on these titles. Um, and another one I thought that was kind of interesting, uh, you know, same time, uh, Tigers of Pantang, Wildcat, their debut album. Um, you had uh, Slave to Freedom, Don't Touch Me There, Money, uh, and Susie Smiled. Um, so there's your your you know. Uh, not heavy album titles. Then you had Euthanasia, uh, Killers, Fire Clown, Wildcats with the Z. So there you have your signaling of uh, what you would get in the hair metal era with the uh, you know the use of the Zeds. Uh, basically, that's a heavy metal uh, you know opposite of a red flag. And you had Badger, Badger, and Insanity. And I thought with titles like Fire Clown, Badger, Badger, Insanity, 
even killers, even euthanasia. I remember looking at this and thinking, this is kind of a more thoughtful, cool, lyrical approach, too. Um, it's not just straight sort of garish. They're going to be kind of interesting with what they're doing. So I I thought that was kind of uh, kind of interesting as well. Okay, let's move on to our third selection here. Uh, this is getting us a, a little closer to our theme rather than flipping it back and forth between Red Flag and Opposite. Take a listen to this. This is ACDC with Got Some Rock and Roll Thunder. <laughs> Okay, so the theme here is, uh, again, referring to the title, song title non-starter. So ACDC was a band that, uh, after a while, uh, you got uninterested in reading these song titles and uninterested and and unconvinced that they were going to turn into anything awesome uh and you would roll your eyes and you would think uh these are these are sort of silly um and this one got some rock and roll thunder um so first of all it turns into one of their this ridiculous sort of country western line dancing song uh the same way that that advanced single from Def Leppard was from that last album absolutely ridiculous totally made me not want to even hear the Def Leppard album. Um, so yeah, so so your your um, suspicions are confirmed that this is a crap song. Um, but this has a lot of lot of the ACDC problems all rolled into one. Uh, when they do the lots of words, that problem, um, the the um, the awkwardness of putting these words together where it sounds like it's a scorpion song like it's uh, english as a second language um and then the 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 reuse of rock and roll words all the time like rock and roll and thunder right um and then just as a bonus um they they do the um the extra annoying thing of spelling rock and roll wrong instead of apostrophe n apostrophe which is you know more most of the time 61.8% of the time the standard they use the ampersand right um so yeah it's got all those problems but um you know, I, I pulled some ACDC albums and I, I, I totally remember looking at these even before hearing them and thinking there's some there's some atrocious song titles. Uh, Blow Up Your Video, which is, you know, the the um, you know, the, the flag bearer for ACDC has run out of ideas. You've got That's the Way I Wanna Rock and Roll. And that one, they've got rock and roll spelt without even the apostrophes. They just stick the capital capital N in there um go zone um so you've get some of that some of that awkwardness of the english language kissing dynamite uh some sin for nothing so you've got an awkward attempt at a pun and uh and nothing with you know spelt n-u-t-h-i-n then the apostrophe you've got rough stuff with rough spelt r-u-f-f you know absolutely ridiculous um even an inspired album like the razor's edge you've got so this is a perfect example i mean this is kind of the deeper point i'm going to make later but not as deep because it's not that amazing a song mistress for christmas so the idea here is that Again, song title non-starters. So soon as you hear that song title, right, you know it's a Christmas song, so it's already compromised. It's kind of got a, a, a past due date on it, and you know it's going to be a silly song. Um, but yeah, you've got Rock Your Heart Out on here. 
Um, are you ready? Goodbye and good riddance to bad luck. That's not not, not terrible. Um, if you dare, let's make it. So you've got some really just boring song titles on here. Not 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 crossing over into annoying so much. Here's an annoying one: money talks. Uh, so they make up a new word: money talks. That's one word. Uh, okay, so yeah, back to the rocker bust album. Rocker bust in itself is annoying sounding uh, and awkward. Rock the blues away. Um, hard times, just just faceless goes by. Rock the house again, absolutely faceless and goes by, but it does annoy you because it's using rock over again. Uh, emission control. So here they are with the little puns. Uh, you go back to ball breaker. You know, I've I've purposely picked later albums because later is when you've heard all their all their cheap cheap tricks, right? Um, so by this point, you're you're totally annoyed. Cover you in oil is absolutely one of these where where it's like it's a non-starter. Soon as you hear that, you roll your eyes and think this is going to be a dumb uh, dumb ACDC song, a boogeyman. So there you go with the you know I've told you the story about flipping over "Let There Be Rock" for the first time in the record store and almost not buying it because there's a song on it called "Bad Boy Boogie," right? Um, so here we got boogeyman, burning burning alive, um, whiskey on the rocks, love bomb. Um, let's see, and then we go to uh, stiff upper lip. And we've got, uh, the yeah, this one always annoys me, uh, Safe in New York City. So again, it's got that Scorpions thing about the awkwardness. It sounds like there's words missing out of it, you know, so it doesn't quite take you to what the meaning is. It's just, it's just weird. Can't stand still. Can't stop rock and roll. So here's another thing. Um, you've got the whole, um, you've got the whole uh, thing of, uh, so, so track six has a cant in it. Track seven has a cant in it. You got rock and roll again. Um, come and get it. All screwed up. Give it up. Um, you know, all screwed up. Not bad. Uh, give it up. Terrible. Come and get it. Terrible. Overused. Right. Damned is not bad. That's pretty good. Satellite blues. So again, you got blues in the title. You don't want to hear that. Um, you know, and along these lines as well. So. Again, our theme here with track three is is the running out of ideas theme. It always annoyed me that how uh, with Iron Maiden you got got an album called Dance of Death and then you got a got a song then an album called A Matter of Life and Death. So the repetition of of words, love is a word that's used you know too many times. Oh, what was that album? There's a there's a there's an album that I that I really like. Yeah, actually. White Snake albums are, are guilty of that. Uh, guilty of love, actually. Um, so they have uh, they they have that uh, in the title way too often, sort of thing. Um, Scorpions is another one uh, with these problems, but you know there's a reason for that. But really, there's no excuse for it. But um, you you get a lot of song titles from Scorpions where you go, you know, I just you know I wanted to cry. Wind of change. Uh, uh, send me an angel. Um, actually, I, I hope. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the acoustic uh, album. Some of these might be uh, might be covers. But what do we got in here? Live in Munich. Sting in the tail. Right. That was always just you know English as an awkward you know second language thing. Um, let's see. Coast to coast. Loving you Sunday morning. Turns out to be a heavy song. So that's kind of interesting, right? Um, we'll burn the sky. The best is yet to come. There's send me an angel again. Raised on rock. Tease me, please me. Hit me. Hit. Hit between the eyes. Um, 
They've got to still love in you. They got a wind of change, right? You know, that's another one, right? Wind of change is like the spirit of radio and carry on wayward son. These titles where you, you often get it wrong. Wind of change. Sometimes you think winds of change, right? Um, yeah, pure instincts got soul behind the face. Stone in my shoe. Does anyone know? Oh, girl, brackets. I want to be with you. I mean, what makes a what makes a band give you a title like that, right? Time will call your name. That's something we did talk about in that other episode, where there's this meatloaf cheap trick thing. Uh, you know, I want you to want me. Meatloaf's famous for this. So are pop bands for some reason, but having lots of little boring words in song titles. So that's kind of a non-starter or a red flag, right? Unbreakable, we got love them or leave them. Blood too hot. Maybe, maybe I, maybe you, what? Um, my city, my town, through my eyes, can you feel it? Yeah, just a bunch of faceless sort of t- titles there. Um, all right, let's move on to our next selection here. Take a listen to this. I knew this was going to be a long episode. This is Led Zeppelin with Jermaker. Okay, so the theme here is difficult to say and spell. William uh, mentioned this one as well. Great minds think alike. Um, but um, this is literally, uh, uh, you know, this idea of songs that are talked about less and written about less because soon as you start typing it, you you got to look up how to spell it, where to put those stupid apostrophes in here, right? So you don't know that this is Jermaker, um, so you got that in it. Um, you've got Bronyar Stomp. Will you mention that one? Uh, you know, again, hard to spell. Those dashes, you don't know where to put the dashes. Um, S-A-T-O by Aussie. Do you, do you call it Sato? Do you call it S-A-T-O? What does it mean? It's annoying. You, if you're typing it, it's like caps, period, uppercase, cap again, period. It's just like wasps sort of thing. Um, so the theme here is is song titles that annoy you. They're They're... They're not exactly red flags to the song being lousy or non-starters, but they're but you're already you're already in a bad mood uh, when you're kind of into them. Anthrax, evil evil confession, right? Um, uh, let's see. Uh, William Walker also mentions Inagata Davida. Uh, totally annoying. Uh, here's one that drives me nuts. Um, I I swear there's probably even uh, typos of this, but but um, you would type Deep Purple getting tighter. And as soon, soon as you would hit that space, it would add the G back in and you would, and it would still have the apostrophe. So getting tighter, burning up Judas Priest. I had that happen to me the other day. Typed it, moved on. It said burning with a G and then and then up. So, so a lot of these songs, again, you're a little annoyed immediately uh, because there's, there's hundreds of these songs where you don't know if it's, if, if it's the version with the G on the end or if, uh, if it's apostrophe. Van Halen's famous for this. They got a lot of these, right? Um, so yeah, that's annoying. Um, and, you know, speaking of Bronyard Stump, speaking of Zeppelin Three, you've got Hats Off to apost- uh, yeah, um, parentheses Roy Harper, right? So like you got these song titles, it's already on a bad foot that, that it's a complicated song title. You, you, Led Zeppelin's almost having to explain themselves in the song title and it just comes off, it falls flat on its face, right? Um, because everybody, everybody on every video show I, I've done, I swear to God, you stop at that and everybody stops and they stumble over the title of that song and they have to explain it, right? Um, 
Other ones that are really annoying this way that are red flags, Bloodsucker, Deep Purple, when they you know replace the OO with the U to show that it's different, or Hush 88 or Strutter 78, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a catch-all, but those song titles that um, that annoy you just because they're overly complicated and why couldn't you've done something a little simpler? All right, let's move on to our last selection. Take a listen to this. This is Deep Purple with One Night in Vegas. Okay, so this is the deeper point I wanted to make about this, and this is actually what inspired this entire episode. Um, this is the idea of... Uh, so I, I went and did a um, top 20 Deep Purple songs of, of the Steve Morris era, right? And then this is for Goldmine, and then you then you typically put it on Facebook on all these pages, and you see, and you see all the comments coming in, right? And people complained about certain songs on here. And I thought, this is kind of interesting because I think I know what's going through their brain when they do this. They complained about me putting Any Fool Know That, which is spelled A-N-Y, F-U-L-E-K-N-O, that. Um, So Deep Purple has a song called that, Any Fool Know That. Um, Now, it's a good song. Um, but it's a non-starter. Um, it's a red. It's not a red flag. It's a non-starter. It's you're annoyed immediately. So it's like, oh, is Ian Gillen trying to be like a rapper? Is he trying to like like speak, uh, you know, ebonics or whatever it's called here? Is he just trying to be uh, smarty pants? Is he just trying to be smarmy? Right? Um, you read about him and Roger doing their crossword puzzles and all this. Razzle dazzle, same kind of thing. But I don't think it's a great song, anyways. But razzle dazzle um, is one that always annoyed me just because of the title and um you know i've got some deep purple cds here just to uh, just sort of drive home the point um you know uh rapture the deep has a song called money talks i never want to hear a band talk about money so that annoyed me right away girls like that I don't want to hear Ian Gillen talking about girls. He's too old to be talking about girls, right? So right off the bat, you're sort of annoyed. The first two songs on here. Um, and then there's a song called MTV. And you you know, you know just know what kind of what it's going to be about. And is there's a song called Junkyard Blues. Um, so you think it's going to be a blues. That one's ah, it's, it's a little bluesy, but not, not particularly. I mean, Deep Purple has a very complicated way of being bluesy when they are. Um, but uh, but even yeah, I, I grabbed some to, to look in the old days. So you know, in, you know, way back to uh, to Deep Purple, Deep Purple. You've got Why Didn't Rosemary, um, Lalina, the Painter, Bird Has Flown. Um, so yeah, you can have those '60s problems as well. Um, back to the modern day. Now what? Oh boy, yeah, we did a show on. What a ridiculous album title and uh, and that, but uh, and cover. But you've got weirdest stand on here. Um, what else is bad on here? Actually, uh, nothing else is too bad on here. Well, Vincent Price, you know that's going to be a little a little silly as well. And and that's another one that I I put in my list, and uh, and the complaints came in, and and it's like I would I would push back and say I think you're complaining about this song. Because, you know, you're already on the back foot because of the title. Um, Queen, Radio Gaga. 
Um, Ozzy Osbourne, no bone movies. So, so again, we're now at a little bit of a cross between the awkwardness of the ACDC and the Scorpions. So you get song titles that just wrinkle your nose. You go, what, what? I mean, this is ridiculous. You know, we know what he's kind of getting at, um, because we've heard explanations of it and and you can kind of tell from the lyrics, but just instantly you're annoyed and the song is compromised uh, because of that. The big one that, that really got me thinking about this deep purple thing in a big way was Rainbow Lost in Hollywood. And I've always said this, right? You, you know I, I call this like the greatest rainbow song of all time. And I totally believe that for like about six different reasons that I won't go into now. But I think uh, it's completely overlooked because you don't associate Rainbow with Hollywood. Um, it's just this this bad song title. Um, you know, forget that it's Graham Bond and it's on a later album and all that kind of stuff. I just think the title is so non-rainbow that it's overlooked. And that's why um, this this um, this deep purple thing. Oh, man, there were some of the other ones. There were some other ones on my list that, that again, were these. You thought that that it was just a little bit too cute or trite of a, of a song title. Even Vroom Ted the Mechanic, right? Um, is is a little bit annoying, right? Um, and so so the point is is that um, occasionally a band can kind of like like lessen the prospects of uh, of you being invited into this song uh, by the song title being a little a little flippant or silly. Um, you know, Led Zeppelin, Hot Dog, Judas Priest, Parental Guidance. Now those are two absolutely reviled songs in those two different catalogs, anyways. But they didn't do themselves any favor. I know, Kiss, Burn, Bitch, Burn, and stuff like that. You get some of those, some of those gene sex colloquialism things, and you just kind of roll your eyes, and you know, kind of what sort of song you're into. Um, you know, other ones. Actually, this probably would have belonged more in the other complicated category. But Deep Purple A two hundred with the two little, uh, you know, quote marks around it. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, basically the main thing I, I wanted to. Uh, I, I thought that was a little bit insightful of me. Like uh, when when I do see when I saw the complaints about these Steve Morse songs, I really felt in many cases. They were not complaining about the song them itself. They were complaining about the song title. So that's your that's your big one there. Um, honorable mentions here. I wanted to mention a couple of things. Um, oh yeah, I, I thought this was kind of an interesting point here, um, but it it's not it's not exactly the red flag point, but it's a red flag for commercial success. Um, you know, dealing with a, we're, I'm working on a on a Robert Plant panel book right now. But the funny thing about Robert Plant is that he uses that extra real estate of the song title to say some new lyrics that aren't in the lyrics or in the chorus. So you've got you know the first album is like Burning Down One Side, Moonlight in Samosa, Pledge Pin, Slow Dancer is really the only one where you think Slow Dancer. Oh, I can hear that chorus in my head. Worse than Detroit, Fat Lip, Like I've Never Been Gone, which again, you think you can hear him singing that in the chorus, and then Mystery Title. So so a whole pile of songs there that, um, you know, someone says those titles to you and you're really having to shuffle through your head to hear what those songs sound like if you're not a massive, massive fan because they, they ain't giving you any clues there to what's being said in the chorus. Second album, Other Arms, In the Mood, okay, that one's fine. Messing with the Mekon, Not Particularly, Reckless Love, A Little Bit, Through with the Two-Step, A Little bit horizontal departure stranger here than over there big log is a perfect one beautiful beautiful ballad really straightforward um but uh you know big log is just is just weird there and uh he does have one that does fit in this category i think uh in this annoying thing 
where, um, you know, you're already on the back foot. This is almost a perfect example of this deep purple one. So you get to the third album, Shaken and Stirred. And there are um, three kind of nonsense titles on here. You've got Hip to Who, Kalaloo Kalaloo, and Doo Adodo. Um, wow. So, so seeing those three on here, um, you are instantly thinking Robert Plant is being a little silly. Um, so you're not happy about that. And then you've got some other ones that, uh, you know, again, um, uh, just have that, the, the, the interestingness of the extra real estate, like sixes and seven, sevens, uh, easily led, uh, pink and black, trouble your money, uh, sort of thing. Um, you know, too, too loud. You, you get that in it. You get, you know, you get, you get the words in little by little, of course. Uh, but yeah, I, I always found it interesting. He does that sort of stuff. Uh, William Walker also mentions crying in the rain, 82. Here I go again, 82. Ah, uh, yeah, this is a nice example. He mentions prelude to crusader. Can we just have the prelude to crusader instead in crusader? Um, yeah, prelude on the Judas priest sad wings or not, right? That's annoying in itself. Like there's just two, there's two different track listings of the sad wings album. Um, Moving on, live triumph. Yeah, when you put live in in uh, in brackets like that, uh, he mentions Engve songs like Trilogy Opus Suite Number Five. So that's a classical thing, right? Classical song titles are absolutely annoying, right? They're literally like serial numbers. Um, so yeah, there's a great example of uh, what is our episode called? Song title non-starters. Um, the song titles just put you in a bad mood. They're even worse. Try typing them. Uh, when I had to do that Goldmine book, um, oh yeah, doing all those classical album titles and song titles, it took me forever trying to figure out what's the best way to say trilogy opus suite number five um, kind of thing. William mentioned Song for X, Eric Johnson Song for George. If it's a song for George, I'm probably not going to enjoy it much then, blah, blah, blah. Anytime you see parentheses or slash in a song. Yeah, I thought this was an interesting point by William. Uh, slip Away, a parrot fashion ball. Uh, I never really thought about this, but this is an excellent point. Uh, it's like the band can't decide uh, what their own song is called. Um, so they're like rushing things, and, and so you're thinking they're not very good uh, you know, at, at figuring stuff out, or they're not very literary. So yeah, um, I've, I've never thought of that, but that is kind of funny. It's like we can't decide what to call this song when you put that slash in it. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, all right, there you go. If you like this uh, show and want to support future episodes, please go to ko-fi.com slash martinpopoff. Hit that red support button. Buy me a coffee or a pint. You know that I only, every once every two weeks, I write that very painful Facebook message um, bringing up, uh, you know, reminding people uh, about this. And then, you know, I get a little little bit of a bump, and this this is this is one of those. So it's a, a nice little list of names here. So thanks, guys. Uh, we got Steve Polari, David Barsky, very generous. Take a break there, David. Um, Joe Beck, Andy at Black Sugar Transmission, Dan Rosenson, Jamie Laszlo, Monty Olson, Augustin Garcia de Prides, and Michael Gendelman. Thank you all very much. You can go to martinpopoff.com. For all your book needs, um, it is my 30th anniversary of having uh, my first book out. So I've been going on Pete's show and mentioning one old book that's still in print. Um, but yeah, um, you'll notice, uh, scroll all the way down to the bottom. There's lots and lots of books there that are surprisingly still in print uh, that you can get. Um, but yeah, the latest are The Cure and the Bowie and the uh, ACDC. Got a Who Quadrophenia book coming shortly. Uh, but there you go. Another long episode. Wow, look at that. Oh man, this might be the longest. I better sign off. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts.
All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.